Welcome to a new episode of A New You for a New Year, a 40-day soul healing journey. My name is Karen Michelle, and I want to remind you that it is never too late for a new beginning, for a fresh start. Each day we are given will always be the first day of the rest of our lives. As I shared in our opening episode, a soul healing journey, a journey from stuck to set free, is a journey of surrender. And surrender is not about giving up. It's about letting go. Letting go of whatever God might show you is a stumbling block to his best for you. In this audiobook, you will hear the open and honest conversations I had with myself and with God. As day by day, he began to show me ever so gently, just one step at a time, how he wanted to transform my life and heal my soul. I committed to cooperate with his spirit by giving up to him whatever he showed me was standing in the way, holding me back, keeping me bound, or simply distracting me from fully walking in his presence, his plans, and his purposes for my life by committing to a faith fast. Be it an action, a thought, or an attitude, I would choose to be open to his leading and consciously fast from whatever it was that he revealed in me for a period of at least 24 hours, longer if necessary. As you join me here, I encourage you to reflect on each challenge and journal your thoughts and share your struggles with our Father God, the one who knows us best and loves us most. I assure you, his promise is true. If you will call to him, he will answer you, and he will tell you great and mighty things you do not know. My prayer as we continue on this journey is that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the deep and intimate knowledge of him by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set-apart ones, and that you would know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe as demonstrated in the mighty working of his strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Day 22. Reflections on challenge number 21. Fasting from analyzing my ancestry. Coming into a full comprehension of the legal process called adoption, I discovered yet another gift I had apparently never fully unwrapped. Adoption in the Roman law was the legal action by which a child was placed into a new family. The adopting parents were charged to give to that child all the privileges of their own natural children. An adopted child was legally entitled to all rights and privileges of a natural-born child. Upon adoption, the child became equal under the law to all other blood-born children in the family, and thereby entitled as full heirs to their new father's estate 
and any inheritance thereof. It is written, For the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. When the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Lesson learned. We are all adopted, and we are all full heirs. How amazing to realize, to this day, legal adoption is structured and based on the very same biblical standards as are many of the long-standing laws in this country that was founded on Judeo-Christian principles and values. Just as an adopting father today would have to go before the judge of a court of law to hear and agree to the judge's charge to make his chosen child the same as a full-blood member of his own family and pay whatever price as surety required for that to be done, So did Jesus go before the highest power of the courts of heaven to pay the price for his father to make us his sons and daughters that we might receive the full rights of sons. I said, wow, if we are all adopted sons of the father placed into the family of God to be considered as of the same blood, Doesn't that then make us brothers and sisters with Jesus? It sounds almost irreverent somehow. How do I unwrap this? It is written for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Jesus' words in Matthew 12 came to mind, but he answered the one who was telling him and said, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Behold my mother and my brothers. Another lesson learned. The Son of God came in the flesh to be a son of man. He would become the spotless and blameless sacrifice, the price required by law to be the surety for the legal transaction that would make it possible for us to be the sons of God. Just as it is written, when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. The son of God became the son of man so that we could become the sons and daughters of God. Just as his own blood, not only did he make us his blood, he gave his blood to make us his blood. Again, I see it. Twice his. What's more, when the adopting parents and the children to be placed appear before the judge, they are sworn in under oath. Their vows are made as a legal and binding covenant with the court and the children for the duration of their lives. Neither separation nor divorce dissolves 
this covenant. Unlike a step-parent who can walk away, these parents and children become one with each other no differently than any blood-born child in the family. Even their birth certificate is changed. Nowhere will you find the word adoption. The birth parents' names are replaced with those of the adoptive parents, as if the child was their own flesh and blood. Beyond even that, the judge's charge in an adoption proceeding is made only to the adopting parents, not the children. The legal covenant entered into by vows under oath are parental vows. They are the ones who are now forever responsible for this covenant relationship, responsible for the care and well-being of these children they have chosen and given surety for. Of course, the judge doesn't base his finalization of the adoption on the children's agreement to be good now or to make your new mommy and daddy proud now or on anything they may have done or may do for that matter. They come into this family just as the blood-born children of the family came into the world as flesh and blood family. Once again, I hear his word confirming what my heart is learning. It is written, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Challenge number 22. There's so much that I never fully understood about what it means to be adopted into the kingdom of God as a child. So many of my preconceived notions and learned beliefs about who I was, who I am, and who I long in my heart to be are being challenged by the revelation of whose I am. Oh, I've read the verses and probably even confessed the affirmations after hearing a motivating message about who I am in Christ. I see now that there's so much more to this extraordinary gift from God, the gift of adoption. I really did believe I had opened this one and received it as a gift to my heart. I am beginning to wonder, however, if I have yet to fully allow it to serve the intended purpose of the giver. Have I fully allowed this gift to accomplish in my life that which it was designed for? My challenge number 22, on the road to surrender in pursuit of a breakthrough, is to fast from feeling less than. I will surrender my learned and taught opinions 
of what makes me who I am. I will choose to revisit the words of my father with an open heart and a willing ear to hear what he is trying to say to me on this leg of the journey. My heart cries out, I want to know you more. I want to really know who I am to you. His word answers back, Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. My prayer, how often I declare myself to be yours, Lord, out of what now appears to be a limited life experience of that position. Open the eyes of my understanding, Lord. Show me what it really means to be fully yours. It seems I'm always looking at things of this nature from my perspective or from how it feels to me or how I relate to it. Come, Holy Spirit, and lead me into all the truth. Make known to me the mystery of your will, your intentions, and your purposes. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening and hungry to hear. A New You for a New Year audiobook will be a daily devotional podcast. Each episode will begin with reflections on the challenge of the day before and an introduction to a new challenge. For further discussion, find me on social media at He Carries Me or on Facebook at Karen Michelle Mitchell. Ladies, I invite you to join us for support and encouragement for the journey at YMTM Source Sisters, a private Facebook group where I also offer ongoing free women's ministry counseling. The link will be in the bio. Until tomorrow, may the omnipotence of God be the measure of all your expectations. And may he get all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.